Hi, hi, hi. Welcome back to Two Kims. One pod. I'm Peter Kim, and that's... And I'm Unji Kim. That's right, and we are your host of this podcast. Thank you so much for coming back. Happy New Year, everyone. And by the way, I saw some of you, I read some of you leaving reviews for us. Thank you so much. I so We much. love the new reviews. Mm. Uh, guys, if you're new listening or if you're an old-ass bitch listening and you're, you've just been hanging on, leave us a review. It's the new year. Let's get it started fresh. All right? Health, thank wealth, you. health, thank wealth, you, and happiness, you. bitch. Thank you. That's it. That's it. Um, Unji, we have a lot to discuss today. I know. A few things. First of all, we'll go through our breaks and le- we'll talk about like how we you know, um, spend Christmas, New Year's and all that. And then... We really have to dive into Joe Coy because yeah. this is coming out a little later than everyone else is going to be discussing. So we'll really dive into what that was, how it affected <laughs> us personally, and how it affects Asian America writ large. Culture. The culture. Yes. The culture. Okay? The zeitgeist. So let's get into it right now. Um, I saw that you were skiing. Were you skiing? I was. I no, I did not ski. But so this is this is our this is uh. Do you want to have this be our our tops and bottoms? Well, yeah, both let's of go our to the tops and mutual bottoms. bottoms. Uh, but our our bottom. Our is mutual equal. bottom is the same thing. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so my <laughs> top, my top was I I took a full two weeks off. So I uh-huh. um took a break. I was uh I was not teaching. I. Uh, took a break from my freelance like writing job. Like, I just took a break um, because my children were going to be out of school. The mm-hmm. nanny was gone. So I was diving deep into family life, which I don't typically, you know what I mean? Um, I'm not spending yeah, that much time. That's not one of your main interests. <laughs> <laughs> from what I know of you, that's not in your top five interests. <laughs> Um, so I was doing that and then, um, so yeah, we did, we went skiing, we went to the place. Where did you go in the Midwest to go skiing? It's called Cascade. Okay. So there's a part of the, a part of Wisconsin literally called the Highlands and, um, Scandinavians settled there. Can I tell you, I went to a fucking, this is a quick side note. I went to a fucking, um, museum that was all about 3D photos. So in the 18, Peter, in the 1870s, there were 3D photos that were possible and were being made. They would like have two pieces, like a dare types, and they would lay them on top of each other. It was a process that made 3D printing possible. And 3D photos. So you had to wear the glasses and then you would be able to see the image in three oh, dimensions. Oh, I see. I see. One of those red blue glasses kind of thing. That's right. And I, this is I, in the yeah. 1870s. In the wow. 1870s. And this was like the, in this area specifically, in this town, was the way that people commemorated their families. Can you imagine? Like these, most of them are like Swedish immigrants in the 1870s and the way that they experienced like family portraits was in three dimensions what the fuck how did they not all go crazy and kill that's themselves? what i mean like, it's what like, do you mean I, that's we devil all work think, I, we all think we're living in the fucking future that's the thing that's what we got to remember no, like everybody's we're in the living past. in the we're in the past like this is yeah. crazy we don't have three-dimensional photos now and it's all these like swedish grim looking swedish immigrants but in three Popping dimensions. out at you. Yes. Ugh, no, that's and it freaky. Was, and it was that's an two, A24 horror film. And it was two Swedish immigrants that like 
cousins that did this for the entire town. Both of them oh never God. married, no children. <gasps> gay. 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 So <laughs> those gays, they were coming out with some fucking crazy freaky boo-boo shit back in the eighth nineteenth century. <laughs> Is that crazy? That's so crazy. I can't the, even imagine what they look I'm like. I'm gonna send you the photos. It it was okay. blowing my mind. And so like it's a part of the Wisconsin that is the highlands and it's very like mountainous and has a lot of snow and it's man-made mountain, but like man-made snow there. But like, Oh, okay. My, my daughter was like in a fit breaking down to one nap. I, I literally was in the hotel watching my daughter sleep. Most of the, most of the vacation, my husband and my son came back ruddy, yeah, cherry red from the winter snow, f- like just like full of life, having done athletic exercise uh, yeah. all day, adrenaline outdoor. pumping. Yeah, like truly the best time. I was like bored. My daughter and I truly. My daughter did learn how to walk because we were going nowhere <gasps> except yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. We, That's huge. But it, was just, it was, but it was just this fucking hotel room. It was so sad. I ate from the same hotel, like from the same restaurant that delivered to this hotel every day. Ugh. Oh it, my God. It was you like ran through like the being, menu. That's what I mean. It was kind of yeah. like being on the road. You know what I mean? Like you're oh, just wow. mostly in the hotel. You go out for one thing. You come back. That and you sucks order because being thing. on the road. The best thing about being on the road is not being with your family. So now you're like <laughs> on the road with your family. Ugh, eating shitty food. <laughs> I mean, that's what at I mean. Le- it was at like- least you weren't bombing. <laughs> Imagine bombing <laughs> with your family. Oh God. <laughs> Kill me. Oh my god! You you think that's happened to me? I I did a room in Kenosha. Max drove me up, and I just bombed, bombed, bombed oh in this Your conference husband? hotel. Okay, hold on to how bad that night felt, because that, oh, yeah. nothing will compare to what happened with Joe Coy. Now, what other? What were some other highlights of your trip? I, I, you know what? It I, this 3D museum was sort of it. That was it. Okay. And your daughter walking. That's pretty cool. That's, that's momentous. true. That's true. That's I mean, momentous. spending time with the, spending time like all jokes aside, spending time with the family was really good. And, and it was like two weeks it was wonderful. Unplugged. Yes. That's really yes. nice. What it was a really nice. That's really. So now nice. you go off about your. Uh, deep I'm gonna go lifestyle. off about my trip because <laughs> I went to Baja California, Mexico. Okay, which is the like it's basically the part of. Mexico that's attached to California. Yes. And it, you know that phrase, like, we didn't cross the border, the border crossed us? That that's is, a phrase? <laughs> oh, you don't know that phrase? That's like a Mexican phrase of, like, very uh, Cesar chavez like... Um, I see, I see, I see, I see. It's like, this, yes. is, this was our land. All you of just, it. This was us, and then you decided to move the border down, and now we're illegal. It's, you it's know? literally called Brownsville, Texas. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, and they're not talking about the color of the horses. Now, we are, although they are servants of labor. Now, we went down to Baja, Mexico, and it was that phrase of the border crossed us. It was not, was, could not be more apparent than Baja because it looks like Southern California. It's just Southern California. All the architecture, the roads, the, the you know, the way it hits the ocean, like, Pretty much all of Southern California has not been touched since we stole it from Mexico. And you see that in the way everything is laid out. It's like the same exact signs, the same roads. Like, it's all in Spanish. Like, it is it is California. And 
as much that as people love Southern California for like the weather, the fresh foods, the seasonal eating and all that, it was imagine that multiplied by a hundred because it's Mexico. So it's cheaper, it's right. fresher, Ooh. it's more culturally specific. Right. There's even this area. There's no called, dilution. There's no dilution. Not yet. Okay. Straight, because, straight from the tap. Straight from the tap. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the only thing you could drink because the water is not drinkable. <laughs> we had to drink all bottled water. As you know, when you go to any type yeah. of developing nation, the tap water sure. is not really lit like that. So um, <laughs> it was just beautiful to get this like we got a house on the beach for like nothing. Ridiculous. Nothing, like, yeah. So cheap. Like truly, we stayed for seven nights and we each spent $1,600 on total. Like lodging, food, right. groceries, horseback riding, wine country. Wait, you rode a horse? Did we ride a horse? We not only rode a horse, we did not have helmets and the horses went up slippery rocks up a mountain. And this bitch was like, sign your na- life away here. LOL. Haha, <laughs> laughing. And we're all like, <laughs> laughing. And truly, we were riding horses like we had no business being on these horses. We were galloping up and galloping? down the mountain. Galloping. This isn't one of these like beach horse rides that's like, ooh, in the sunset and a white girl with a. You're in Fa- brow- you want Fabio on shirtless. Honey, yeah. No. We were truly like, I felt like I was in like Game of Thrones. Like, how do these actors ride these horses in these like medieval movies or night movies or war movies or whatever the fuck? Like, I don't understand how people ride horses like that because I felt like I was in constant danger the entire time, you know, and it's Mexico. So there are rules are soft. Sure. In Mexico. They're free. They're really free there. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, it's it's a like libertarian's dream. That's what like, I mean. Don't, don't tread on me, baby. Uh huh. There's like the highways, like the There's lanes no just on this horse. disappear. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yes. Not a lot of regulations. So like it's very like at your own risk, bitch, kind of thing. Sure. And you make your own decisions. You're your own man. Yeah. And you decided to horse around. You decided that's right. to horse around. And I had the long face. Okay. And <laughs> I was. It was worrying, Unji. Like, you know, I can't and, believe and, you horsed. I've I've been horseback riding before. I'm not an idiot. You've horsed before. I've horsed a lot. I've not not a lot twice. Yeah, was Cat this skills, including baby. this time? No, this was the third. I've horsed wow. around, but on You're a trail. Equestrian. You're an equestrian. Cosmopolitan, honey. Okay, town and country. <laughs> yes, beast okay. of burden. Yeah. <laughs> So that's crazy. I, I love a horseback ride. It's you know, you know, it's just like oh. a slow kind of trail around the park type of situation. Sure, this I mean, that was not. You know, the only time I've ever tried to go horseback riding, um, the lady looked at me, tried to put me on a, a, the saddle, the saddle, okay. and um, they were like, "You need to go on a pony because your legs are too short." <laughs> okay, so I needed a pony. Or okay. like a, a mini horse or something smaller because genuine, yeah, yeah. I was a, I was on a full ass mare that was pregnant, so she was blown out, and my short daddy, you know, like truly, like you know, Korean short daddy, like yes. uh, my tiny short legs, like bang, out yes. on the horse's sides. Not Wait, they were even, making this pregnant horse work. It was, she was only one of the only ones willing to work that day. Okay, Working everyone mothers, else. No rest. You know what I mean? 
our heroes. <laughs> no maternity leave for this mayor. I mean, they didn't even know she was pregnant. We were going up the hill, and my horse was like really breathing heavily. And I was like, is this normal? And she was – I never seen a horse sweat or any animal sweat before. This sure. horse was drenched in sweat. <laughs> and the lady who okay, was taking Okay, so you've never interrogated an animal? So you've never seen them sweat? Okay, thanks. <laughs> no, they happen to all be innocent. But this horse was sweating, honey. Like, she was drenched. Her mane. You could see, like, the drips of sweat. And I was like, this is... I feel bad for this animal, like, carrying my fat ass around this fucking it's mountain. Like you on, it's, like, it's like you on stage or eating soup. Eating soup. Yeah, exactly. Or anything of any temperature. <laughs> so... I, you know, I felt its pain. I was like, I wouldn't want to be going up these mountains either. Like horse, and, like rider. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I was really connecting with my horse and um, she did end up become, you know, like being actually better than the rest because she was, of course, the mom and everybody else was her children. So she was kind yes. of leading everyone. So like that was really cool to see how like horses, like the family lines up behind her and stuff like that. And right. so yeah, yeah, yeah. anyway, it was a wild experience. I truly, my horse like almost bucked me off twice. It was scary. Like, do you remember that um, um, Family Matters episode where Michelle gets bucked off the horse and she doesn't, she goes into like, she doesn't remember anyone in Samuel yes! or whatever? I've, I flash back to that. I was like, oh my God, Michelle was wearing a helmet. Like, I need to be wearing a helmet. What's wrong with me? What the fuck? And I'm usually the one who's like, let's skirt all the rules and be dangerous, whatever. Yeah. But I was truly like Boy Scout on this thing. Like, where are the handles? Like, yeah, I was scared. I was really scared, but we did it. And it was a three-hour journey. She added an extra hour for us because she liked us. And I, you know one of those moments where you're like, the thing is so dangerous that like, thank you for adding an hour because that's like, we're getting more value. But like, that's sure. another hour where I could get bucked off this thing and die. So literally looking the gift horse in the mouth, honey, with I this. was like, how old is this? Where are the teeth going? You know? So like, I was just, I was really scared, but I was proud of myself for not like quitting and being like, I'm getting off this thing. Sure. Um, so that was, that was scary and exhilarating. But Can I just, just say that both of us uh, with our vacations are like becoming slipping deeper and deeper into white culture. White woman. I know. Yeah. Skiing, yeah. horseback riding. Yes. And like, and they're both like shit that like you could die from. You know what Absolutely. I mean? It's like, like yeah, it's it, just it's so, white lady like, nonsense. It's how Ashley dies. Truly the way it's that how white Caitlin people are, gets away. Maimed. Absolutely. The way that white people are obsessed with dying, spending money. It's like, because it your is. life is too good. Our life's gotten too good. And now we're like, we're testing God. Okay. In 2024, I, let's pledge to live worse lives. <laughs> Stay safe. <laughs> crazy, crazy, crazy. Okay, go on. Go on. Sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. Anyway, so I'm living my white woman fantasy in Baja, California. And now oh, we're Nancy like Myers, obsessed yeah. with this peninsula. And not only – I mean, you know I'm not drinking, but we go to wine country. And I'm literally vibing. Like, I'm not drinking. I'm just, like, at the vineyards taking pictures, soaking in the sun, drinking a Topo Chico. Yes. You know, like, walking my dog around. I'm just like, who the fuck am I? And I've been to, you know, when I was better off financially, I would go to Napa and Sonoma <laughs> to vacation. But now I don't. But yes. now I could just go down to Baja. It's the same fucking thing. Blink and like, you're in Napa. There's, there's wine country down there as well. Honey, it is gorgeous. When I tell you... I'm not going to say prettier than Napa, but way cheaper. 
and that looks good to me. That looks just good as to me. Pretty. Exactly. That looks good to me. Blink and you're it's, in a, it's a it's a brunette with glasses. Take it off. It's the same brunette. Hello. She's and she's glasses. going to prom. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. And the movie was about her. Okay. So <laughs> so Ensenada, she is all that, and I <laughs> I loved it. The seafood was incredible. Cheap oh, sure. langoustines, lobsters, have Ugh, it was just, it was just absolutely stupendous. We did get trapped twice in a tourist trap. One time, oh. it was it it was inevitable. You know, seven nights you're gonna get one tourist trap day. Um, we did get served some nasty ass ammonia smelling fish, and we literally were like, "Ill, this yeah. is old fish. You need to take this back." And they just looked at us and they went, "Okay." And they were like, and what? And do you want a different fish? And we're like, no. And they're like, okay, well, here it's 35 pesos. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so we just paid it and left. You know, like we, yeah, it was, it, and we went to another place for souvenirs and he was clearly gouging me. Yeah. But like, I, I just like, I don't know. I couldn't, you know how I am when I travel. Like I like to bargain. I like to haggle. I like to push, yes. pull, push, pull. I love that. But in 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 this tourist trappy Ensenada place, like I felt out of my league, like they were pushing so hard and yeah. trying to gouge me. So, these salespeople, they were on another level. You know what I mean? Ooh, and this is you were in the NBA, baby. You've been playing European ball for honey, many exactly. years. Exactly. I was like, I've, with, like, white I've been to Paris. Exactly. I was like, oh, people. I've been to Italy. Whatever, I could do this. I've been to whatever. And then I go to Baja, California, Mexico, and I met my match. You got they were gouging on. me. You got dunked I was on. Yes. Not even dunked on. They stepped on my penis and said, go warm the bench. <laughs> like it was <laughs> absolute humiliation. Like I pride myself in being a good haggler, but yes. I got, I got tooketh. Ooh. It was. Yeah, it was bad. And it was but it was almost like, wow, I need to come back better. You know those moments yes. where you're like the you're defeat inspired. is so bad? Yes, exactly. You're it's inspired. like, oh, yes. This is my origin story. So Absolutely. Yes, it, Most of my yeah. life is this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm defeated so bad. I have, I'm inspired <laughs> by my own failure. I'm like, I yes. got to do better. <laughs> so it's definitely a top with a couple of bottoms, but overall really happy, um relaxed a lot. You know, oh it was God. one of those vacations where, like, I don't know if I've ever had a vacation like this, honestly, where, A, you're not with family, so already a great, you yes. know, start. And, B, it was so lengthy that we never felt rushed. Like, there were entire days where we were like, yes. should we just read? Like that. Wow. It was, never had that ever. You read a book? Yeah. I was reading Another day I was writing. Honey. Yes. And being in a new country, because unless you're like VPNing in, you can't watch your regular programs. Right. So now you're without Bravo, trash, whatever. And it's hard to watch stuff. So now I'm like, okay, I'm just looking at a beach outside my window. Should I read a novel? Yeah. You read fiction? I read fiction. Can you believe? A fake world, fake characters fake stories oh the way that i ache for but this like truly my truth. vacation was your bottom like <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> you had no time you were stretched <laughs> you didn't have any fun <laughs> I, 
I, I watched A Few Good Men twice because it was on TV, twice? the hotel TV. Yeah. Oh, wow. Because it was like movie. the TNT. Movie. Yeah, it's a great yeah. movie. But again, like you got to read fiction, relax, like. Oh, cook. It was it was really nice. So that was a top. I love Mexico. I've never been to Mexico in my life. And let me say, probably the best food I've ever had in my life. Yeah. In my life. Yeah, and I've you know never been a to lot of, either, but yeah. Right. And, you know, a lot of like chefs talk about that, like Mexico, there's so many regions and so many like such great food and seafood, blah, blah. And you as Americans, we think of Mexican food as what Mexican immigrants bring. You know what I mean? So you're you're like at a taqueria, burrito place or whatever. Sure. That's what you think about is Mexican food. Right. But sure. The way the same the same way that uh, Americans think about Chinese food. It's like American Chinese food, but it's American Chinese. And then there's like all these different sliver of China. Yes. Right. It's yeah. like Guangzhou and Sichuan yes. and Chuan, all this. Yes. So it's very similar to that. And I, my eyes were really open to that. Like, oh, yeah, of course, Mexico is a giant country. Right. And it's not just like fucking carnitas tacos or whatever the fuck, you know. <laughs> but of course, there was carnitas and it was the most delicious carnitas I've ever had. For sure. For sure. For a dollar twenty five. Like, it was fucking nuts. It was out of control. Oh, I'm so jealous because I, I love, I mean, I love that. It just sounds so perfect. Like, I, right? I'm so jealous. Yeah, I, I we need to go. We need to go one day. Like, yeah, on a, like um, we'll do like a um combined family vacay or something when the kids are a little older. That'll be fun. Can we get? I'll, hopefully, we're making enough money where I can have a, a nanny join us, so I don't have to do all of the work. <gasps> that would be nice. That would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So that those are our tops. Should we get to our combined bottom? Are we ready for this, brother? Okay, let's go chronologically because there's a lot to cover. There's a lot to cover. Okay, so, so we're gonna ta- we're talking about the Joe Coy hosting Golden Globes. The Golden Globes, Monologue. and I mean it was how about this when it was announced initially I was like oh interesting choice okay that's what I said too I was like yeah. I don't know if this feels right and it's it's a, a kind of out of his lane he is 100. never hosted a thing um, he. Does not hold the center of a screen, I don't think. Um, he has and mil- his- he has millions of followers. First of all, sure. let's just say he has millions. He has two point two million followers on Instagram. He is right. a huge comic. I'm not. Uh, no one could take away from that. No, he sells out arenas. Okay, arenas. I mean, he, this bitch. He has does four the Netflix specials. He does the Hollywood Bowl, the Aloha uh, uh, or the Hawaii Bowl in Hawaii, like multiple times a year. Like he yes. is. Undisputedly, yes. On tour the entire time. International sensation, a a millionaire many times over. Many times over. He is a successful, rich. rich. He is a successful, successful stand-up comedian. Absolutely. Very, very, very popular. Huge. I was going to the following. Let me ask you this, though. Before the monologue, how much of Joe Coy's content have you ingested? I've watched all of his specials. You've watched all of them. Yeah, I mean, okay. I'm also a, okay. I'm a stand up, I'm a comedy kind of fan, right? Yeah. So like, yeah. I'm watching. I've watched so you've a lot. Seen I've watched his style, Felipe right? Esparza. Yes, I've watched Felipe wow. Esparza. Deep, deep I've cut. Watched all... Deep cut. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, I've watched all specials. Like, if it's on available Prime, like whatever, I've watched them all. Right. So how familiar am I with his style and Very. his comedy? Very. Very familiar. Okay. So that brings me to, if you know his style, you know that that's not a hosting style. Absolutely not. 
that's not a set up punch, set up punch style. No. Right? He's vibing. He's vibing. He's loose. His yes. th- his stuff is longer for me, story driven, uh, family anecdotes, accents, etc. Right? He's confronting it might be the considered- audience. It's- it's yes. like it's very in the house. It's very in the moment. Um, this in the moment. It's also like um, our culture sharing. Like that sort of is the energy, right? Like if yes. you are a Filipino person living abroad or anywhere, like you go to a Jokoi show. You, uh, yes. By the way, Filipino Americans, the largest by far population of Asian Americans. Absolutely. Okay? Yeah. So he has a huge following. And people love him, which yes. is why. Oh, and let me just put this anecdote in before um, one of his specials, Steven Spielberg loves so much mm-hmm. that he called Joe Coy and said, let's have a sit down. I'd love to produce a movie. What do you got? And he had this idea for Easter Sunday. And Steven was like, sure. perfect. I'll produce it. So they got Easter Sunday made and it did whatever it did in the box office. I don't think that well. Okay. Did it? No one. It went to no the one box I know. Office? It did. I think it 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 opened and then it closed a day later. But it um. Because <laughs> that that that, that has sure. the energy of a. It, I mean, that had a VOD energy to me. Yes, it okay. very much was like I'm stuck in another country and this is the only thing on. Yes. So um, that's it's, that's airplane. That's an airplane. Yeah. If you want that on air, you know, I am actually more picky on an airplane because I'm stuck in this tin can. So I'm like, it better be fucking good. You know what I mean? Where it's like, yeah. I can't be stuck like this and watch a bad movie. Absolutely. Almost, but anyway, so it, it is very that. It's kind of like you're not really thinking of the movie until you're like, okay, I've run out of things to watch. Yes. So I don't. it didn't do that well. But I do believe that Steven Spielberg has mm-hmm. enough clout still in the industry to help usher in a new host for the Golden Globes. Maybe not the Oscars or the Emmys. But the Golden Globes. So you okay? think that it was this clout that pushed him into this lane? Into uh, the Golden Globes lane. Correct. Steven, this, this is not being an ally. Steven, you set, your, you set this guy up. Yes. Mr. Spielberg, you set this guy up. Now, let me backtrack and say that if someone like Steven Spielberg is pushing me to host the Golden Globes, fully knowing I know the Golden Globes is a shit show, mm-hmm. is not a great gig, it doesn't pay well, it's all exposure, and everyone's drunk and talking through your entire monologue. I mean, it's like it's doing a corporate gig, right? Like where you do something where but like less all money. people are sitting. Yes. Less money With than a less corporate money. gig? Way less money. I hear it's like Trump change. It's like one of those things in Hollywood where it's like, you'll get exposed kind of thing. Five so, years, you think? I'm thinking five for Joe. Maybe for Ricky, it was six. Low six, like 101,000 or something, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. But I'm thinking thinking for Joe, it was like 22K. Shut up. It wasn't 22K. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's what I'm I'm just guessing. This guy makes a million dollars for a weekend. Like, there's no way that he took this gig for 22K. Yeah, but 9.4 million people aren't watching at the same time. That's what the money is. Anyway, so the idea is that he it, this like kind of launches him into the next stratosphere of like Billy Crystal, okay, the Whoopi sure. Goldbergs, the icons 
that you know we we don't like her but ellen's okay sure. the one the jimmy kimmel's like but, this I is mean, what we're me, talking about right but these Peter, like oppression like tina fey sure but how many people do you know that hosted the golden globes and then were launched it's usually established icons that do do the show it's never like they get launched and we saw why that is true but that's what I'm saying is they yeah. wanted a nobody to launch him into the stratosphere. And who's booking so, and, this room? Did <laughs> And who's booking this room that's that didn't have a host till 10 days before the show? Crazy. Who do you think they were working on and they lost? I was just thinking that. Yeah. Usually the Golden Globes or any type of these type of things is months in advance. Absolutely. Yeah. Because then you get to have a whole room help you with the jokes and then you do all your premiere like promo shots and like you holding the golden gloves and be like, tune in, you know, like whatever, whatever thing you do for the promo stuff. Like you got to do all that for months and months leading up to the show. So who who got fired? Who was supposed to be? Who walked away? Now, last year, if you remember, it was Gerard Carmichael. Yeah. And that was one of the most, in my opinion, appalling performances I had ever seen in my life. Yeah. I thought when Joe Coy got announced, I was like, no way it's going to be worse than last year. There's no way. They are doing this. This is their move now. They want to do PLCs. like have like someone and then yes. And then launch them. The idea is that like this will provide. But whoever is booking this room is doing a disservice and is not an ally. I think it's also because like. The Golden Globes need someone like a Ricky Gervais who is an insider. Absolutely. That goes, hey, look at you, fucks. Look at us, fucks. Yes. We're stupid. We're privileged. We're shitty. Blah, blah, blah. Right? And Joe needs to Coy, be high status. needs to be high status enough to be able to make these jokes that the people do not feel uncomfortable. They're being 100%. joked on and roasted by a peer not Boom. by this person. A stranger. Like they don't, a stranger. They don't, I don't know. If, I don't fucking know you. Who the fuck are you? Who the fuck are it's you? Like, it's like Chicago. Let's say, you know, Chicago comedy scene is like a click, right? Sure. So, like, imagine there was like a Chicago comedy scene award show. Like, a, okay. whatever, right? Like an improv award show, whatever the fuck. Uh -huh. And then someone from Groundlings LA was hired to host and be like, eh, Unji Kim, fucking... Didn't make a 5B team, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you would be what? so pissed. I would be pissed for you. But if it was someone in within the scene, it's an oh, act that, of love. It's an absolutely. act of care. Like, I see you. We're digging each other. You're digging me. I'm digging you. It's all safe and protected. Absolutely. But someone from the outside coming in, hired, that has no valence and no connection to us emotionally poking fan out as we're not going to be that comfortable laughing which you felt in that room last year with gerard and more this year with um uh with joe joe i mean i will say so this is the reason why it drives me crazy when people making decisions inside of show business don't feel like do you do show business do you know about i mean like what we're describing here is not like a sophisticated or particularly erudite take. It is something that anybody... It's basic. Basic. 
this is arithmetic, bitch. This is like the multiplication. You just know you know this. We're not right. doing calculus, not even A B, not to mention B C. Like this is regular right. basic information. So it makes me crazy when I whoever's booking this room doesn't know that. It's it's let me tell you, it's Dick Clark Productions. Okay, so you already know it's like what? Dick's dead, so it's clear. Honey, yeah, move it on. <laughs> Secondly, it's the Golden Globes has been something that celebrities don't want to touch. Mm-hmm. Comics. Yeah. Because it's infamously a horrible room. It's notorious yeah. for being shitty, right? Uh-huh. So comics don't want to do it, right? And sure. then they had that race thing a few years back of like, sure. oh, HFPA has no black people on it. It's all white, old yeah. white people. And they were like, oh, sorry. And then they hired Gerard as a mm-hmm. PR stunt, right? Did not go well. And then this year with strikes and everything, they um, decided to go with Joe Coy because they were like, we need someone who's going to be anti-Gerard. Because Gerard is very like cat, acerbic, dark, sure take the piss out yeah joe is not that kind of comic he is very up fun friendly inclusive party time yeah Yeah. so that's why they hired him they even put out an article saying we we're hiring joe coy because we want the globes to be about a positivity again about celebration again so these were all the articles that are going out about joe why they hired joe coy not only is he uber popular and he is a great comic. Mm-hmm. He is also very positive. That's the brand we want to attach to. And then he started his monologue. <sighs> First of all, the te- we got to talk about the teeth. What in the fucking hell are these teeth? Okay, someone I needs couldn't to hear whoever, anything. Who is doing the veneers in Hollywood? They need Cut to. They must be stopped. They Cut must be stopped. I, I like we need to do like as a as a culture, we do need to get together and stop yes. this madman. Like yes. it is. There Veneers are no is period. the new BBL. We need to cut it out. It's truly like okay? think about it. Like think about period pieces where people are supposed to be like in 18th century, like How? England, and everyone's got these chickless, chicken ass teeth. Like it's no n- we're we're losing ourselves in this. Let's bring back teeth. Like 2024 is the era of teeth, normal, yeah. regular ass teeth. Like. Show your teeth, Peter. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. That's really yellow and disgusting. <laughs> but yeah, something like this. <laughs> Let's all right. take a page from the Brits for a for a year. For a year, can we just have normal dank teeth this without chill. the perfect super white giant teeth that clearly he it's new for him. He probably got it oh. for the Golden Globes, maybe, right? Because I don't no, remember I, him I having back. it with Chelsea. I, I scroll back. I scroll back. Did he have it with Chelsea I'm, Handler? Yes. He did. And I've seen these teeth because his Then you mouth, should be used to talking with these teeth by his now. His teeth are so, His mouth is too tight. It's like me. It's if I got veneer. Uh, come to stage my dad. Please welcome. I said... Okay, I know you don't have a fucking Filipino accent or like an Asian immigrant accent, but it's starting to sound like you're doing one because you're lisping and you're pronouncing things incorrectly. These teeth need to, I mean, his tight little mouth, it's just so, it feels, it looks like painful. Like it looks like he's like, you know what I mean? Like uncomfortable. I mean, there's a reason why Gaga and Barbara Streisand have never gotten a nose job, even though because it might affect their instrument. 
Hello. Bitch, you talk for a living. And you're going to That's fuck all with you do. And that's what you're going to fuck with? Your instrument? That's like I a cellist mean, being like, I don't know, string it whatever the way you want. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's your bread I mean, and butter. I mean, and I will say, uh, like, the, the best veneers, Larry, Larry David has really big veneers, you know, like big teeth. Like, uh-huh. and with for him, I can see that. But he got good ones, and it actually made him a better laugher. Now you see him. Okay. He likes okay. to laugh. He opens his mouth, like all that uh-huh. stuff. So, like, uh-huh. yes, what a gift. Joe Coy. Again, this is not. He is surrounded by um, people that are, uh, like, who are plotting his demise, because this dentist. He's got to be. He's got to be. Dentist is his enemy. This dentist was his enemy, and he didn't know. He fucked his guy's wife. Something happened. (laughs) He is his enemy. Those veneers is an Asian hate crime. Okay. (laughs) Now. He he opens his mouth and you see the giant teeth open up and you're like fuck you're already in trouble, and like, then it's like he his starts. Teeth are so big, his mouth is so small. Oh god. Oh god. Okay, and he's in a ballroom first of all, which is a really bad place to do comedy. Acoustic, We've all done yes. ballroom comedies. It yes. sucks, right? We've all so done a already gala a, or two. Yeah. Yeah, and it's <laughs> the worst. So you're standing there and you have to be the master of ceremony. So you're like getting the show up started, buoyant, and then go. Right. So he does a couple of like jokes that are kind of like meh at best. Right. People are starting to be like, huh? What? And then he does that Barbie joke. Sure. Now, if you haven't seen it, it's a joke about how Barbie is a movie about a doll with big boobies. Big tits. He says, yeah. Because it's with yeah. big boobies, they cut to Greta Gerwig. Greta Gerwig's like, uh-huh. yeah. And then he says, well, um, and then he does this thing about like, oh, it's so weird to be attracted to a plastic doll. I think it's about Ryan's eyes. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the joke that is that he's talking about Ryan. Ryan Gosling looks at him like, okay. Sure. Like, they're all looking at him like, move on. Let's go. The jokes the are lowest, not hitting. It's the lowest hanging booby fruit available. <sighs> the lowest hanging booby fruit. And it's not even in a fun way. Like if it was like low hanging fruit that you're like batting at and kind of winking at like, oh, no, this is kind of stupid. And also, to be fair, Peter, I would say that up until that point, honestly. It wasn't most, terrible. It was. I mean, it's like it. this is. It was corny. Awards, it's awards show fair banter you never you never crush it's a huge room everyone's drinking wine they're fucking eating like what are you talking about like it's not people are gabbing like it i would say that it was on par like that's the level of that shit he was doing better than gerard let me say and i was very happy I was like okay asian representation he talked he did his mom thing at the top joseph you doing whatever like yeah whatever he did a mom filipino mom joke right up sure. top and honestly that's his brand so i was like good yeah, get it go. off the top we're yes. going he's showing us that he's a child of immigrants and he's lucky and happy to be here yes great what an amazing setup for an award show and then he tries to be too acerbic 
like he goes off brand. Absolutely. And he starts to make fun of these people there. Um, he does. He does. And then he does another Barbie joke about how or, or dick joke about how Barry Keoghan's dick was so big. Yes. That it got lost. They couldn't find it in Barbie because I guess Barbies don't have Maestro's. genitals. Yes. But it ended up on Maestro Bradley or Bradley Cooper's, Bradley Cooper's nose. Face. Yeah. First of all, the construction of the joke is so convoluted. Mm-hmm. Like, it, you, when you have to go explain something to for the joke to hit, it's not. It's too many things. Like, sure. you're trying that. It, it's trying way too hard to get there, and then after that Barbie joke doesn't hit, he starts freaking out. This is where the wheels come off. This is when he lost America, the Philippines, and <laughs> Earth writ large. Filipinos did stop claiming him. <laughs> it was wild to see. Truly no one has any loyalty. You're just no one. You're just <laughs> I saw this the greatest been... tweet where they were like, man, all those um fire ass Filipino TikTok um um what is it? Karaoke TikToks yes. where like random Filipinos are singing like stars yes. have all been washed out because of Joe, Joe Coy's performance. <laughs> it's just so like anyway. fucking wild. The internet is So cruel. tell them what happens for the people who didn't watch. So what are you watching? This, so I'm watching um, a comic who's realizing they're bombing. Yes. And he's in front of. Probably the people that he wants to impress the most. For sure. People like Robert De Niro. Steven Spielberg was in the front row. His ally slash sponsor. Okay? I I mean, Meryl Streep. It's just not... The thing is, like, Joe Coy is also not a comic that doesn't give a fuck. With Gerard, he didn't give a fuck, right? And it Mm -hmm. truly, like, it didn't matter. He's burning bridges fuck you, you're not even the people I'm trying to impress. Right. But with Joe, this is, like, is, he's, he wants to please. He wants to be a part of this world, and he wants yes. to be sitting at one of those tables one day. Also, isn't it so weird that he never talked about beef? He did talk about beef. He did? What yeah, was the joke? Just, he, there was no joke. He was just like, I loved it. That's the only thing I had watched of all of the stuff before I got this gig. And then I watched everything. But the only um, thing before that, I had only watched beef. There was no joke. He was just like, you know, Asian. Give us a joke. No jokes. Give us a joke. No it's jokes. the only Asian thing. And you're not going to give us a joke. You're just going to tell him you loved it. And then, okay. Anyway, so, this so is the he's. Thing. Uh-huh. He snaps into, he's realizing he's bombing. And he reacts in the way that as a comic you you when you start commenting on the bomb one things going bad two if it doesn't if this is the thing though and if two if you hit it and you comment on it and it doesn't go over bitch you're going down in flames you're you're done the the ship is sinking there is no pail of water that you can bail you're done D-O-A. You're Boeing 737. The windows are being blown out. Okay. Shirts you're, being. You're on the phone. Yeah. You're done. Because the thing is, like, that's when you pull that ripcord and comment on the bomb, bitch, that is you. And it doesn't go? Wh- okay. Why do you think it didn't wh- go? 
Because sometimes because when you call it out, it does well. It hits. It, and it but helps. why didn't this hit? The desperation. The desperation. The desperation. And, and the defensiveness and of it. The defensiveness. 100%. It wasn't calling like, it out in a way where, fuck, I'm stupid, I'm bad. Yeah. It was calling it out like, this isn't my fault. Oh, the, this isn't my fault that I got this gig 10 days ago. And then calling out the fact that the things that you guys were laughing at are things I wrote. He not only said he got the gig 10 days ago, how dare you um, expect a perfect monologue, which no one does. Okay. They expect a funny one. Sure. Not perfect. Sure. Okay. And, no and one's accusing one... you of being imperfect. And also maybe even if it's bad or mediocre, you know, having a good thing and being like, oh, well, you know what I mean? Like being that didn't happy, go lucky. That didn't work. Yeah. Happy, happy, go lucky. And just being like, oh boy. Like, you know, even like a little thing of like, if you're going to throw your writers under the bus, which he did do it in a funny way where that. it's like, oh, that joke didn't work. Got to fire that writer. Something like that, where it's like, you're on top. You're ahead of us. We're okay. You're okay. What he showed what us during that monologue was, I am not okay. I am not okay. He was showing the. He was literally showing us that the boat was sinking, and it made us all upset. We were all upset. It made us defensive. It was oh, so wait, I'm hard. So, wait, I'm sorry. Wait, I have to wait a second. Sorry, I gotta. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I'm back. I had to give the okay. card keys to my husband. <laughs> <laughs> She's always working. Um, always a mother's working. job is never done. <laughs> um, yeah. So he got defensive about his writer's room, which he posted a picture about, by the way. And you sent it to me. I sent mostly it mostly older white men. Yes. Two or three women. I didn't that see were also men, not young. That not, were not young. Yeah, not a lot of Asians. So I was just like, who are these people? So if it was like people who are like known comedy writers, then I would understand posting that. But like you posted a bunch of nobodies. He didn't text any. He didn't tag anyone. No. He was like, let's fucking go. We're ready to go. And then he literally said, I wrote some of these jokes. And they're the and ones you're laughing they're at. They're the ones you're laughing at. Do you know how I can tell that's not true? Because you just said that. It was just, it was such petulant. I was telling you this off mic, but it's such petulant open micer behavior. 100% open micer, amateur behavior. That that's, was the, the thing that hurt me the most is that bombing is bombing is bombing. Who cares? People bomb. That's fine. You're allowed to bomb, by the way. It happens. It happens. You're allowed to not fucking be great. Okay. But be a pro. Be a pro. Be professional. At the very last, at the be, very least. Like you, okay, in Kenosha when I was bombing. stick the landing, bitch. Okay, so when I was bombing in Kenosha, circle circle tables, um, Wisconsinites uh, wearing Carhartt, hating me, hating course, me. Yeah. I did my time. I finished it. I was like, I, I did my 25 minutes. I really tried. I gave every, I didn't call out the bomb. Which I is more than double the amount he had to do. 
<gasps> I did my time. I did my time. I thanked everyone. My name is Unji Kim. Thank you. You get off. I didn't you get yell off. at these. And you lick I, your I fucking wounds in private like a pro. Thank you. I didn't yell at these Wisconsinites for not understanding my racial humor, for my not oh understanding my, my charisma, you know, like my God-given. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, it was just because the thing is, I this was the crowd. This is the thing, though, Peter. This is what I'm saying where like he lost himself. It was he like went into he panic was mode. He was unraveling. Where he forgot who he was. He forgot all the reps he's done. And he forgot why he was hired because he was a goddamn professional. Because He, he, he forgot it. all that. And because that's what triggered me. I was like, that's what I couldn't sit through was, oh my God, an Asian comedian at this like huge stage, 9.4 million people watching at the same time. His asshole is sweating. Like, uh, you know, it's the Nile up in there. And he just did the absolute worst thing anyone can do, which Absolutely. is spin out. He spun Unravel. out. He really did. I mean, because the thing is, like, so this is the thing. In Kenosha, for example, if I, I could have, like, called out the bomb, but I knew the room didn't want to be with me. There was no right. way, like, where... There, I was gonna like humanize myself with them outside of like crowd work, which I was too uh, green to do, right? Mm -hmm, and I didn't mm -hmm. want to. And then secondly, there was no way that like that wasn't gonna help me. I needed to. You need to depend on the material at that point. At the very least, do your time and get off the fucking stage. Get if, off. If he hadn't unraveled and had simply done the monologue. I think our the cultural conversation would not be this. We would it have would be, moved past it by now. It would be like, you know and what? By he, the like, way, we will move past it. Everything oh, gets moved past on absolutely, whatever. Absolutely, yeah. But it was a sign of someone who had not, who didn't have their sea legs. Who You know what I mean? Like it was real yeah. like amateur hour stuff. And, and he's that's not what an really amateur. hurt me. I know. And he's not. I know. That's the thing. And, you know, this goes back to the fact that, like, he's not being received well anyway because no one knows who the fuck he is. Exactly. Like, Taylor Swift is, like, grimacing at him going, what? You know what I mean? And that, mm -hmm. like, made headlines, which, honestly, I thought that joke was fine. Like, it wasn't that bad. No, it's at all. Whatever. At all. But, like, the media ran with it, obviously, because they're fucking thirsty. But sure. the worst part was, at the end... After that Taylor Swift joke didn't land, he went into uber panic mode and he was supposed to land the motherfucking plane and introduce Angela Bassett. Mm -hmm. But instead of just going into it, he goes, speaking of blondes, Meryl Streep is here. Streep. They cut to Meryl Streep, not blonde. She has gray hair, <laughs> all white. She used to be a blonde, I guess, but like, okay, so already you're like, What's happening now? And then he points at her and says, Meryl Streep, great actress, known for her number one quotable whatever is Wakanda forever. Right. No one gets it. I'm not understanding it. What? Why is that a thing? Because now he's going off script. Yes. Because he, he knows Angel Bassett has to come up. So now he's like, right, right? And Meryl Streep's like, huh? He's like, come on, do the Wakanda forever. Do it. And she's staring at him like, uh, okay. And she's like, come on, you know it. Do the Wakanda forever. And Meryl Streep 
being a gracious woman she is, she does right. it for him. Mm-hmm. Everybody laughs. He finally gets like the, oh, God, everybody laughed. Great. And then he goes, coming to the stage, Angela Bassett and blah, 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 whatever his veneers l- allowed him to say. Yeah. <laughs> to squeeze out of his mouth. <laughs> I When he made her do that, I didn't think my embarrassment could get even lower. You know what happened is that he, after the Taylor Swift thing didn't work, I 100% bet that he had pitched the Wakanda joke. Oh. It, no one wanted to do it. Everyone was like, oh. uh-uh. And I bet that's why he was like, he oh, the, their shit isn't working. My <sighs> stuff is good. And so did that bit because it, I, uh, Peter, doesn't that make he sense? Was, you think he was fully convinced that it was his writer's fault? That he bombed? I thought that was just like a defensive thing. I think in that moment, when you're going off script like that, and he's like, you know what I mean? Like in panic yeah. mode. Yeah. I bet you that that was a joke that was like, that they were shot like, down uh, it's the- not going to work. Yeah. Yes. And then in that moment, he was like, if they don't like this, then I'm going to try this. Doesn't that make sense, though? Yeah, I could see that happening in a in a like moment of sheer panic. Yeah. Like anyway, like, oh. it it just it was. I mean, I texted you immediately, and I'm like, right. "What the fuck?" And you were like, "I can't sit. I need to be on drugs to watch this. <laughs> this is too much for me." <laughs> and it was so cringy. Because the way that this man uh, there was needs to be unraveling. a new word for this because cringe is not enough. It was like ick cringe. So long. It was like, <laughs> right? Like, oh. no, I mean, because it was like, because the thing is also watching a, a consummate professional, someone that is at the top of their like professional career. Like when I say that this bitch, like he is able to have arenas in his, the palm of his hand. Yeah. But this goes to also say that I think we're in an era of comedy that, when you're doing arena comedy, everyone you're has to connected. agree. You're not yeah. connecting. Everyone has to agree. This is like more of a club, like environment intimate. that's an intimate. And so I bet like he doesn't laughs, do clubs anymore. And the laughs are going to even sound different in that. And so right. like he can't, he's not accustomed to hearing this type of laugh. Because all of us, we're like, this is like a regular award show level of laughter. Like yeah. no one is killing like that unless you're doing a song or yeah. like. Whatever. And by the way, for how much he was bombing, I didn't think the audience was that quiet. Absolutely. I thought they were like giving him more than he deserved. But he's used to, do you know what I mean? The uproar, you know, 70,000 laughs. Yeah. And like them constantly. So like, I wonder if that was a part of it. And so when you're, and when people are doing that level of arena mm. comedy, you're not. I hadn't thought about living, that. You're not living in a reality where like. People are because everything you say is popping because even if out of the 70,000, 40 are laughing. Now, do you think in the 10 days he got the job, he was workshopping these at a club? No, he was just in that conference room because you know how like Chris Rock goes out and does like he workshops the. I don't think Joe is that kind of comic comic. 
Right. That's my that's my point is that he was the wrong guy to ask. Yeah. And I will say as much as I myself I don't know if I could have said no. He mm-hmm. should have said no. He should have I, said no, knowing that he doesn't have the writing staff nor the writing brain in himself to do this type of job in the first place. To be asked 10 days before already is like suspect. You know what I mean? Like right. something's not right. And yeah. secondly, to be put under that much pressure, I wouldn't. that's setting myself up for failure. And there's no money involved. So it's like, why are you doing this? Why? But the because rest he of wants the- to be accepted to the cool club. That's why. Okay. Also, by the way, the rest of the show was pretty well written. Right? Yes. Like, by the way, was, was different was writing staff. Right. Was that true? Dif- yeah. Different writing. And they had written all those months ahead. Right. So it was a diff. Yeah, exactly. They were all clippy and jokey. His monologue and the presenters was just were left. like game and like much yes. more game than usual. They had like good, interesting pairings, like the yes. people that were using. I mean, all of it was like pretty good. And I think that's another part, Peter, where it's like because the rest of the show was actually pretty good. Fun. Yeah. His bomb felt looks way worse, looks way worse, especially when he kept coming back out to like intro new people. Everyone and was he like, just oh, was getting smaller again. and smaller and smaller. Yeah. Like he could feel them hating him more yes. acutely with each time he went out. And yes. the thing is, the pro in him should have come out and been like, shake it off. Because uh, like right. you guys don't like me, that sort of thing would have been better in that sort of interstitial moment. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Like, man, you guys really Short don't like sweet. me. Short and sweet. One thing sweet. out and then intro to the next Man, person. you guys really don't like, like me. In- yes. You guys, don't really, you guys really don't like me, so I'm going to just do this and leave. Yeah. Laugh. Make a bit of it like T minus 19 hours until I could leave this thing or whatever. Yes. The fuck. You know, like ju- <sighs> I and think also, he was he, nervous. Of course. And he just couldn't be at the top of his game. But he the, just way that it got, the way that it got the better of him in how defensive and open micer, because the way that he reacted when he was yelling at them. The thing is, none of them know what the fuck is happening. They're not they're not doing open mics. They don't fucking understand why. He's attacking. I just don't think it's funny. What's going on? They want on? to get through the night and go to In and Out, like Paul Giamatti. Like I don't exactly. want to be here. Yeah. Everyone's like, I mean, like, what the fuck is going on? The way that he unraveled is a hundred percent the way that an open micer unravels at a half-empty bar. Like it is. Yeah. You, you, you. This is not the time or place. If he had simply stayed professional, if he had simply <sighs> said nothing. If he just grinned and did a ba-dum bum ba-dum bum ta and then left, we would not even have be having this episode right now. No. We'd be like, oh, it's kinda lackluster. Done. But okay, whatever. Go off. First Asian to meltdown. do it. Like great. The, the meltdown. meltdown of it? I mean, inside of comic circles, the the fact that he threw the writers under the bus is really Girl. getting some. Oh yeah. That's gonna be forever tainted for him. No one's ever gonna want to write for him again. And by the looks of would, that room, he, yeah, I mean, Joe, but, you know. <laughs> uh, but by the looks of that room, I don't think he has a lot of contemporary writer friends because like, who were those people? 
probably people from his Joe Coy sitcom staff or whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? Like, oh, right, right, right. Like old TV writers who were put in whatever. You know, like I don't think he. I don't think he has a lot of like comic friends that are like, here's a punch up for that or whatever. You know, like if he did, they would have never let him go out with those jokes because they were so. Listen, if they were well crafted but so harsh that it didn't work, mm-hmm. I'd be happy. I'd be fine with it. Yes. They were just not good jokes. Yeah. They were bad. So like that alone is like a, a sign of like, man, you need to keep people that are better than you around you. You know what I mean? Like you can't just have around people who are like, yes, I'll do it. I'll do it. And and feed your ego or what, you know, this is allegedly, I don't know if that's happening, but just to wrap this up, I will say I did call Bobby Lee that night. Yeah. He was sick, so he wasn't watching. Um, but I was like, you need to, because he's friends with Joe. Yeah. So I was like, you need to call Joe, check in on him. Yeah. Like, truly, like. Wellness check. There's suicide watch. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Tr- yeah. like, and then I was telling him, like, he was like, it can't be that bad. It can't be. I'm like, Bobby, you need to watch this thing and call him. If he's your real friend, you need mm-hmm. to check on him. So the next day, he checks on him. And w- I call Bobby. I'm like, what, what did he say? What happened? And he goes, he seems fine. And I'm like, what do you like? He's just like acting fine. Yeah. He's like, no, 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 no. He seems fine. Like yeah. he's not bothered by it. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah. He was like, yeah, it didn't go as well. But like, I think I did pretty good. And yeah, you know, the Taylor Swift joke was kind of whatever. But like, yeah. And I'm like, what? And he's like, you have to understand. And that's, and that's like, how- he's not like me and you. Like me and Bobby or even you, like we would have disappeared. Like I wouldn't show my face again. Like, I'd Baja. have to go live in Baja. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> take horseback ride. You know what I mean? Like I take it. Horseback I take horse tours ride, or something. Into, horse ride into the sky. And, yeah, I'll, yeah. and I'll buck myself off the fucking horse to die. <laughs> like I would never come back to comedy or no, you, to you the would, States. Peter. You, you would, you would. I just have so much shame that like I'd be crippled for at least a year. Joe's right back up and he doesn't feel a he doesn't feel that shameful about it. And, and that's why he's I on top said, like this. And that's why he's right, on top like this. Yeah. The, that's the Delulu you need. Yes, it really I, is. I just don't have I don't think I will ever be at his position because I don't know how to shut that off. The self-awareness I, mean, I don't know I how look, to shut that off. I mean, ultimately, I I actually agree with him because it was like his Okay, so with the writing stuff and all that, all the stuff that you were talking about, like his staff, I don't think that the jokes needed to be better. I think the mistake was because he's not. I mean, I, as someone who's watched all of his Netflix specials, like he can't leaning, deliver those jokes. But the leaning in is like he is a friendly, charismatic guy. Like he okay. could have done a thing like the way that they they wrote for someone else. Whoever mm-hmm. dropped out, but these jokes were not for Joe, mm-hmm. because the way you're talking about oh, sharper right. I don't know if that's would have helped him. I think he did not lean into his strengths, and his staff did not know enough either about him and what would work, because his strength is not like doing like a, a perfectly crafted little. It's not a Jezelnik sort of situation. He he doesn't burn people. 
He's, he's not a roast comic. It needs to be charismatic. He needed to like maybe like have everyone sing something together. Even if no one had done it, he would have had a good time. Right. Yeah. And like, yeah, he does. I come see from, what like, you're saying. Yeah. And he comes from like an E like Chelsea Handler, like background where he's like burning people sometimes in that way. But it's always with a smile, a cheekiness. And I don't think that whoever wrote this and that's the reason why, like when he was talking about the stuff he wrote, that's what he was because he was able to deliver it with more confidence. He was delivering it more authentically because it is who he is. What felt for me most crazy was his meltdown. Like for me, that is even in his like mind, he has to know that he was a little out of pocket, that it was like a little because he goes after people in his audience like that. Like he'll go and hector people and kind of like, why, 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 but it's not because they're not laughing. You know what I mean? It's like, I just think he has, I think it's a lot of that where he could have done crowd work. There's famous people that do crowd work, but he didn't. That's what All I the mean. crowd work he did was sycophantic. Oh, I'm such a big fan. Robert De Niro. Right. I'm a real fan. No joke. What? I'm a real fan. And then you need to at least say something like, you know, like, I'm not going to have your baby or whatever. Like something where it's like you're telling me you are funny. Yes. You're, that whole thing showed me you are not funny. And that's not true. Yeah. So – Whatever. It was a, a lot of confounding issues, sure. uh, compounded issues, sorry, of like him not being the right choice, him taking Absolutely. it only 10 days in, not having a staff that knew his voice or supported him in the way he should be supported, mm-hmm. him not being a pro enough to grin and bear the bombs and move the fuck on or even call them out in a professional way. Even if he said like if he wanted to be like, oh, these jokes you're laughing yeah. at uh, whatever he could he should have just simply done this is anyone who's a young comedian will know this all you have to do when you're bombing is just double down on yourself just be like hey uh, i wrote some of these jokes and my writers wrote some of these jokes and those are the ones you're laughing at yeah give it to give the credit to your writer say that you're the bad joke writer just that's the professionalism that was missing is that after that many reps, how could you not know such a simple device? Here's how. You get too big too fast. You're doing arenas just, too fast. Arenas, I think the arenas of it you're all not, is really If it. you're in the clubs, you know exactly. Been, exactly. But he's been but doing that's what it. I mean. He's been doing, yeah. No, he's been, he, but he's been doing comedy for so long. I don't think it's like whatever. I think it's just the arenas of it all. Like when you've been doing it only arenas for X amount of time, like when Schumer was only doing like arenas, I'm like, how do you workshop material? No, but she is going to the comedy cellar and doing spots, 10 minute spots. Yeah. yeah. He's not doing that. He left the club and never came back. You know what I mean? That's a mark of someone who's not working on the craft of it. Sure. You're only doing the business of it. So, yeah, you you're selling he, out arenas. Great. That's but awesome. Do you but he, like, Do you think a working comic needs to be doing that in order to if you want to host Globes? Uh, 100%. I think if you want to host the Golden Globes and a infamously tough room that you're supposed mm-hmm. to be roasting people at – and you know you've been doing arenas for 15 years and not been in an intimate setting, yeah, go to a club. 
Set up a month. Set up a week. Uh, you know what I mean? I know he had 10 days, but like. Yeah. Come on, man. This is like. This is basic stuff. Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't like, know. Because I mean, or like, his team, like, someone on his team should have been like, yo, you should go work out. These aren't hitting. Did those guys in the room think that those jokes were hitting hard? Absolutely. The booby joke? Absolutely. The nose joke? Because that's, it's good enough for the Globes. Because it needs to be neutered for network television. It's working. It's like kind of playing on inside baseball. Like, I don't know. Because, like, think about the people that have done well. It's not like Tina Fey was going into clubs. It's not like Billy Crystal is going into clubs. Like, it's... I don't That's think true. You, need to, you don't. Uh, I don't think maybe, you need that welterweight sort of like lean. Mean but Tina Fey, Billy Crystal, they're not doing arenas. There's a you're just more used to intimate setting stuff sure. as opposed to that big business of comedy. You're just too yeah. disconnected from your audience to to host the Globes. I just don't think he should have taken the job, but because he did, he should have done more prep. That's it. I'm not saying he's a bad yeah. comic. I'm he acted unprofessional, but I'm not saying he's not a pro. He sure, had a yeah. moment where he slipped, and there's grace for all that, of course. Yeah. But it was very hard to watch. And it was, Ooh, it was very hard to, hard to experience as another Asian comic. It was Ooh, really it was brutal. Bad. It was brutal. It was brutal. Because I mean, also I empathize as a comic to be like, oh, this Me is too. he's spinning out. Like Thanks. I've 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 done that. I've spiraled and like spun out on stage where like I'm just yelling at a bitch and like I don't oh, have yeah. control. I've like blacked out, you know. Mm-hmm. And I've certainly had that, but I've never. But it was in front of seven people at the annoyance at eleven. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, earlier in your career, like you wouldn't Absolutely. do that even now. You know what I mean? Like no. that's just not a something. Maybe not maybe you just learn not to do it because you look stupid. You know what I mean? You're you're yeah. never. You know, after a couple of times you do that, you go, oh, that's just not something that works. And it's so much more work for you. You know what I mean? Because, yeah, like, exactly. you have to ultimately get the room back. You have back. to earn so them like, back. Yeah. So, you know, it's so much more work. But, like, yeah. And I it's mean, different if you're doing yeah. a 10-minute set because you're done in the lineup. Right. Hosting a show means you're back every so often. And you have to see these people again that you just yelled at. Oh, my God. <sighs> anyway, brutal. he's going to be fine. That's the thing is that he's going to be fine. His career and he is going to be magnificent. Fine. He he is fine. He doesn't care. I mean, the rest of us crazy. are the ones who are struggling. <laughs> I mean, that's what a gift. What a gift he has to be able to do this. The Lululemon. We got to learn this. We got to learn how yes. to do this. Twenty twenty four. We're gonna we're gonna get regular teeth and figure out how to be delusional like this. Year of Delulu. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Well, thanks for listening to this um, real breakdown of of one of the. I would say the worst bombing since Nagasaki, and it's uh, it's true. <laughs> it truly was a cultural moment, and to start off the year like this, uh, it's it was exhilarating to say the least. I mean, but also by the way, the, like with this cultural low, also a cultural high with Ali, oh, of course, and, Ali Steve, and I mean, like beef. Thank God, Winnie. It was crazy. And Sunny, yes, exactly. All so, of it, all of yeah, it. Beef sweep. We're here for beef this. sweep. Yes, season two. I'm so excited for it. All right, folks. Thanks for listening. Uh, check out the Patreon. We're on the YouTube's. Um, write a review for us. It really helps us. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.